welcome to Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. All right, here we are with Religion versus Relationship, Part 1, uh, Authority of Scripture. So this is going to be a uh, series on what marks true salvation, what marks a true believer. Um, majority of church goers or professing Christians uh, may go to church may say they're Christian, but it's not an outward confession. It's not a religion that saves us. It's not religion at all that um, marks true salvation. So hopefully by joining in on this series, you will discover how we are to obtain true salvation and what does the Bible say and what did Jesus say about being a true disciple. So uh, on this one, the key takeaway is what is the difference in having a religion or a relationship? What is the Christian called to have, which leads to salvation? You may be shocked to hear this, but there is only one way, which is having a real relationship with Jesus Christ by loving and obeying his word. The truth of God's word never points to some kind of ritualistic religion-based faith. That's man-made, actually. Jesus never once pointed to a religion based on rituals or a system of faith and said, follow it or follow Christianity. He said, follow me. Um, so let me go, let's go through some scriptures real fast. <clears throat> so the first mark of a true believer, after you have a, placed your faith in Christ Jesus and you said, I, I, you know, I, uh, if you have repented of your sin and you no longer want to live for your body and your flesh, in this world and you want to live for him uh, because he saved us from that. Uh, the next thing is going to be how do you hold the authority of scripture right over your life? And so uh, what does God say about his word? Uh, he takes his word very seriously. Um, let's go through some scriptures here. Second Timothy three verse 16, all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow, it's a lot, right? All scripture, God breathed through people that he chose, right? Prophets, disciples, um, everybody that he chose. Second Peter 1, we also have a prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do pay do well to pay attention to it. And so I do want to point out that it's not blind faith. It actually takes more faith to believe in one person that wrote a theory or religion. Uh, it takes more faith to believe that. It takes more faith that we believe to believe that we came from nothing, and we somehow became a slime, then an animal, then human, and nothing exploded. That takes more faith. Um, scripture, however, um, scripture is way, way, way more clear about how things came to be, how things are today, and what's coming in the future. As to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, through human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. All right? And so if you, if anybody is doubtful 
Uh, you won't be the first person. I'll tell you that. For uh, thousands of years, for you know, more than three thousand years, the Bible has you know the Old Testament, then the New Testament has been around for more than two thousand years. And pe- many people have uh, atheists have tried to disapprove it, and they have failed and actually became a Christian. The more because the more you dig into it, the more truth you will find. Hebrews chapter four verse twelve: For the world of the word of God is alive and active. Even today, uh, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And then uh, James chapter 1. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Um, more, we're talking about more than 80%. This is a rec- recent statistic that more than 80% of churchgoers or professing Christians don't even open their Bible except for Sunday service. Even if that, they don't even open their Bible. They just sit there, listen to the pastor say the verses. But the true believer will not do that. The person with a relationship with Christ will not do that. They will daily seek His Word into their life and and, and for His guidance uh, and for His um, um, uh, presence. We need His presence and we speak to Him and He speaks to us. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in a mirror at his face, the face in the mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So Jesus made examples of religious Pharisees and continuously corrected them on how wrong they were, thinking they were righteous when all the while being hypocritical. The vast majority of Christians today think just by believing Jesus is Lord, thinking you can be good enough, agreeing with what you hear on Sunday service equals to true salvation, all the while living for the world, focusing on money or themselves. That's not what Christ told us to do. That's not what God told us to do. That is completely man-made. That's a religion that people made up. To believe something like that or think that way, Christ told us that if we are to follow him, we must deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. What does that mean? Deny yourself, meaning you've got to stop living for your sinful body and the way you want to live. Your happiness and feelings, Jesus never once taught to live for that. That's actually going to be, uh, being dis- going to be destroyed if you live for those things. Along with this world that's already been condemned, it's going to be destroyed. So you got you got to live for His kingdom. The first part was, Lord, Your kingdom come, Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, as on earth as it is in heaven. Pick up your cross. What does that mean? We're going to be persecuted. Has that happened in the past two thousand years? I think so. Has it been getting worse? Yeah, it has. You know, the news will never say the atrocities that are happening all along, all along the world. But yes, it is happening and has been happening. And follow him. 
That means to know, first of all, know what he said, know scripture, right? And then trust and obey him. Every word that he says, not picking and choosing what you want to believe. Also, in the book of James, it also tells us that the demons believe, even the demons believe in one God. Um, So simply believing does not mean that you are saved. Same is true if you say you have a relationship but never attend church because you think it's not necessary because you have a relationship, you pray at home or whatever you might say. You never go to small group or involve yourself with the body of true believers. Hebrews chapter 10, 25 says, do not cease in gathering like some are in the habit of doing. And so the body of believers is always to be, gather and meet, no matter what you think or what your opinion is. If the fruit or deeds that come out of you only involve the world or yourself, it may be time to take a step back and say, where am I with my faith? On this series, we'll be covering different topics about uh, what are the key differences between religion versus relationship. On this episode, we will cover the first and foremost step in having your relationship with God after you have made the decision to become a believer of Jesus Christ, being Lord of your life, and that is trusting and obeying His Word. All right, let's go through some rapid-fire scriptures um, about what Jesus says about having a relationship with Him and what is the way to choose salvation. All right, so this is, he, he is speaking in all three of these verses. John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is the most, maybe one of the most offensive things that people want, you know, um, say because many people want to believe that there's multiple ways to heaven. But I have one question for you: Who makes the rules to His kingdom? Do you, when someone comes to your house, do you just let the stranger make the rules, or do you make the rules of your house on who can enter your home? The same is true. For God and His kingdom, He makes the rules. He is sovereign, and He is the Lord of all, and His it's His kingdom. And so He will not force anybody to come into His kingdom, but He will give the opportunity for all who are willing to repent and follow Him. But there is one condition that it has to be through Christ Jesus, and this is very clear. John six thirty five, Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life." Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. He's talking about everlasting life. Once again, John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. The religious person, <clears throat> one, picks and chooses what they want to hear and agree with. Um, it's very dangerous. You, you want to know the full story, right? You, when you read, when you, when you also when you study the Bible, you want to go through the whole entire chapter, verse by verse. Don't ever settle. And if you're going to a church that does that, that just picks and chooses, what, you know, what maybe use one verse or they don't go by verse by verse teaching, it might be a red flag to search for a new new church, and we'll use. Uh, scriptures, not just one verse, but many scriptures, and hold it as the ultimate authority over everyone, including the pastor, including the elders, including everybody. God's word is the number one authority. Number two, the religious person does not hold God's word, does not hold God's word as ultimate authority over their life. 
this is true for many professing Christians. My hope to you is to not be deceived by other people who profess that they are a good Christian, when in fact they have no clue how to obtain true salvation. If they say they're Christian, then ask them this. Uh, what does it mean to be born again? All right. When did you become born again? So one, when did you become born again? You say you're Christian, but when did you become born again? And they say, oh yeah, I'm all that. Okay, part two, then what does it mean to become born again? If they can't say you have to die to your sin, you have to repent uh, and be made alive in Christ, Christ living through me, and I hold his word, I hold his word over the the ultimate authority over all my life. If they can't say that, then you know the question mark is there. You know if they have true salvation, right? The question mark is there. The born again Christian who has a relationship, number one, will trust and obey all of his word, right? There's no picking and choosing to make me feel better. The conviction is there in every verse in all of Scripture. And the conviction and the fear of God is important because that is what calls us to repentance and and and, and uh, you know it's a it's a it's a good kind of fear, not like a bad anxious kind of fear. The fear of His Word uh, is ultimately a respectful uh, kind of fear, right? There's a respectful kind of fear, not an anxious fear, but a respectful kind of fear. And the promise of His Word actually gives us comfort, right? Over um, so many worries, so many worries of our, our, our in this world, in our lives. Number two, holds the re- re- relation person person with a relationship with Christ holds it as ultimate authority. Will not question, right? We do not question God's word over our life. We follow it. If anything, you know, if we have doubt, we investigate. We want to know what it, what what it means, but we do not, you know, just. Think think of it as some kind of good here, uh, some good words, and then go along in how we want to live our own life. That's not what the person with a true relationship does. Christ gives us a promise, Matthew 24. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Wow. Wow, that is a powerful, powerful, very, very powerful promise. That you look up in the sky, look at all the, the, the... the clouds, you look at that space, that will pass away and this entire planet will pass away, but his words will never pass away. That's, right, that's a big statement. And if you look at history, you know that it's true. Right, like all the things that <clears throat> have been fulfilled. To all believers, ask yourself, do I meditate on his word daily? When I watch, listen, or read something, do I have his word in my heart? Well enough to be able to filter out the nonsense of this world? ask yourself. If the answer is yes, I would say you're on the right track. But if your answer is no, it's time to ask yourself, where am I with my faith? Alright, and the response is this. Knowing how important the Word of God is, is God's Word the ultimate authority over my life, my thoughts, my desires, my finances, my family? How much of God's Word do I follow and obey? Ask yourself. I leave you with this verse, Matthew 9, 12. Those who are well have no need of physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. What this means is salvation cannot come from your, from thinking you are good enough 
or self-righteous. The Bible tells us no one is good, no, not one. Salvation comes when you realize how much of a sinner you are and how we are in need of a Savior to change our life forever. So with that said, I know a little bit more about religion versus relationships.